Welcome to Exposed Network. I am Anthony Hinojosa. And I'm Migs Whiskey. Today, we are going to be talking about a nice, big, fat subject called sex. Wow! Yeah, I know that last season when we were doing the thousand words, we had talked about relationships, and there was a piece in there that we talked about sex a bit, but I thought it upon myself, uh, and I told Migs this yesterday, I said, hey, what you want to talk about tomorrow? And he's like, what you got? And I said, I want to talk about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. And so I, uh, so, so I come up with a couple subjects that we can talk about in this subject. And what we'll be talking about today is we're going to talk about pornography. We're going to talk about dating. We're going to talk about love and sex. Wow. We're going to talk about solutions within that as well. And uh, I want to talk about some things that I think most people are not really willing to talk about. And that's why Exposed. this is called ex- X-rated. And that's why this is called Exposed <laughs> Network. So, um, but before we get into that heavy subject, Migs, how are you doing, good sir? Man. Like I say, man, always staying on the ground doing what I got to do to get through. Mm. Just to, yeah, man, you know what? It's 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 getting connected to my God a lot more. Uh, For reals, it is. That's good. I'm, I'm really, spiritually, I'm trying to get to the next level. Right. That's like the thing for me. It's like, not things, not... I don't know, not worldly things. I want to go deeper. Yeah. I really want to know who I am without all this other stuff. Right. And um, there's only one person that can show me that. Mm. And that's him. Yeah. And uh, so for me, that's what it's going to be. It's it's going to be going in. in and um, I don't know where that's going to go. I don't know how that's going to change my routine, but I know it's going to involve a lot of Bible. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and a lot of um, being honest with thyself. Right. Because I, I feel like there's still, like, there's, I, that's the good thing about life. There's always stuff you can work on. Yeah. Like, okay, cool, I'm sober. Cool. All right, um, I don't I don't drink soda or something. Yeah. That's cool. But what, like, I always think it's always more, you know? Yeah. I just, I'm always trying to, like, test the limitations. I do that with my running. I do that with, like, going a whole day without a meal. Yeah. No water. Yeah. Sometimes doing the water thing just to see because I want to know what I can live without or what I truly need. Yeah, right. And I only find that out by testing it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just, that's what I, that's where I'm at, man. I just want to, I want to go in deeper. I want to go in deeper and, um, understand what X equals. Yeah. And X is meme, and, and the answer will only come from God. Right. Yeah, that's, that's it, man. What about you? That's good stuff. Um, <clears throat> I think that, like, for myself, I also have to be on this uh, spiritual journey. I'm trying to figure out what my direction is, what I'm focused on right now, now that um, I don't have a um, 9 to 5. I'm kind of, like, thinking about, okay, so then what What am I? What am I made of, you know? Because without all that time spent towards, like, a job or something, I'm like, I have to put all the time towards something else and so I'm trying to figure out what that what that something else is you know and um, I need to get back into like spiritual workouts if you would you know for a long time I was I was in that very heavily and none of that falls away so it's not mm-hmm. like I walk around saying I don't believe in God not at all no. it just has to do with I'm not spiritually working out as much as I used to I'm, I'm banking on the the muscle mass I already have the spiritual muscle mass I already yeah. have but that's not that shouldn't be enough and so I definitely am trying to tap back into that and like read a scripture here and there and try to get pumped up by the things that I believe and um, <clears throat> but besides that I'm uh, working out my, um, my photography video uh, videography quote unquote career see where that yeah. goes and uh 
I'm excited to see where that goes. Yeah. The other day I had did a um, I did a little ad for um, one of our exposed teams, uh, exposed networks uh, team members, and uh, um, for him in his tattoo shop. And so um, that was fun to be able to give back. You know? Solid. Yeah. Looks and, great. Yeah. And um, I, th- I think that um, I think that the way that we help each other out in Exposed Network has a lot to do with um, how we and how, how basically the culture is built within Exposed Network is that we believe in each other and we believe in that honesty and everything about how we grow as individuals and definitely how we grow as our careers kind of grow in different directions as well. And so uh, it was a it was an honor for me to be able to help out one of our um, one of our teammates and build a video for his company. And so um, that was cool. And um, I want to do more stuff like that. Because yeah. uh, that stuff is a lot me- of collaborations are going to be happening. Yeah, like with for me and you, for sure they've been happening. Mm-hmm. But like to see collaborations happen on Exposed Network from the businesses there with us and with themselves. Yeah, like that's what it's all about. Support those who support you and like network and and community. And right. that's exactly man. And and that's dope that you got to do that for them. And that looks solid. And Thank you, you see the you get to see this. That's exactly what Exposed is. Yeah, ex- ex- helping each other expose each other and, and you know go back to biblical yeah the greatest among you shall be servants mm-hmm. we are serving our people as they serve others right and that's exposed network all day yeah. but let's kick it off man with this topic let's do it all right sex sex how do you want to how do you want to start this because you know i can go to some dark <laughs> places <laughs> well as dark as we can get we want to be as uh, uh strategic about this as much as possible because we can shoot off in so many different directions with this but uh, i have like a line up at how we want to go through this so um sex is great Right. Yeah. Sex is. Uh, if I were probably going to understand what it was built for, is sex was built for uh, um, uh, production for for the species to reproduce. Mol- right. Multiply. If if sex didn't feel good, then we wouldn't have kids. <laughs> it would just be like, do you want kids? No, I don't. All right, then don't have sex. Cool. Sex doesn't feel good anyway. That's dope. Then we could just move on and we wouldn't reproduce. But I believe that God made sex to be feeling as good as it does to reproduce even if we didn't want to so the primary use for sex it's got to be for production but obviously we see where it's at today and um sex sex is mainly for pleasure and not for reproduction and so when we look at sex we see this culture and this like the way that the world sees sex and how uh we have been brought up in, uh, in this world and how the um, the world has told us to see sex as well. And our sex s- sells. Sex sells, right? It's in our product placements. It's in our um, in our storybooks and our movies and our music. It's literally everywhere. It's behind intentions majority of the time when it comes to anything that isn't money. And um, it just happens to be kind of like the one of the one of the main things that the, our society has to deal with all the time. And one of the things that kind of is a downfall of a lot of people's uh, uh, lives. And so, um, but one of the main things that I wanna kinda kick it off with at least is talking about something that I believe has a lot of influence towards a real negative connotation of what sex is. And I believe that that is porn. Pornography. So I wanna talk about a little bit about pornography and then move on from that point. Now, pornography is, uh, <laughs> is interesting. 
if because I had we know doc, both of us know Doctor Richie. He's yeah. explained it before. If aliens come down to the world and they watch people watch pornography, they say, "I don't get it." So your species just watch each other to reproduce. I don't understand. Yeah. Why do you do that? And it's silly in a lot of different ways. But every single one of us, at least most of us, will understand why it exists. And the ex- the reason why it exists is because a lot of us, especially, get into like uh, understanding or getting our uh, tapping into pornography at a really young age. Um, the first time I ever watched porn, I'm, it was in a magazine. I think it was when I was about maybe 12. And, um, and it was a, it was a magazine that was on the street. I remember this story. It was two kids. They were, uh, they were, they're younger than me. They must've been like 10 years old or something. And they were looking at this porn magazine and I was like, Hey, stop that. And knocked it out of their hand. And they're like, yeah, they just ran away, whatever. And they left it there. And they left it there. And I went to walk away to go whatever. But then I thought about, Oh man, you know what? Maybe I should go pick that up because I don't want somebody else to look at it. (laughs) And I picked it up and that's the first time I ever saw some explicit images and it burned into my brain right there. And then obviously my first reaction as a kid when I was younger is ill gross right but from that point on for the next I would say man I would say for the next uh, 10 years I had struggled with it and it was me struggling with just being able to go in and out of watching pornography and just like being able to get to that place where I'm like I'm attracted to the sex, but for myself as an individual, I wasn't allowing myself to have sex with a lot of different people either. So I was very secluded within when it comes to that subject. So, but me personally, I kind of like allowed myself to um, get into that circle. And so starting the watching pornography, like on a computer, I think it was a laptop. I remember my dad's laptop or something like that. It was a work laptop. I screwed that thing up so bad. Viruses not, not, all Yeah, day. viruses and all that. It wasn't, it wasn't just from porn. I was downloading all kinds of stuff like movies and music Don't and stuff. Don't incriminate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but uh, pornography, definitely. And so I remember that happening pretty early age when I was probably 13 or 14. And um, there was a lot of things that I learned. A lot of things that I learned from our pornography and somebody who's and a lot of our youngsters will say is that we we learn from entertainment. We learn from as much as we possibly can, but we don't have a lot of good teachers. And so people aren't really going out of their way and teaching youngsters what sex is, the specifics of sex, because youngsters have a lot of questions. You think about it. You go to Disneyland. Kids are going to be asking questions left and right about everything that has to go to Disneyland. You don't just say Disneyland's a nice, magical place. And then just leave it at that. No, kid has a thousand questions on that. And the same thing is like, sex is when you put your penis in a vagina <laughs> and then you're done with it. Because as a kid, you're like, I have a lot of questions that kind of follow that explanation. Can you please explain? And a lot of adults are really not down to explain. But what is willing to explain is porn, your dumb friends who watch porn and movies and music and all kinds of other things. And so now a kid is curious. Well, my first time was yeah. a lot different than yours. <laughs> I wasn't slapping the porn away yeah. from the dude. Yeah. If anything, it was my homie, Donut, uh, invited us over to his house. And mm. he's like, my mom's got this collection. <laughs> and then I'm like, what is it? And then he pulls out this thing, and it's a looks like a sword, but it's not a sword. It's a double-sided <laughs> dildo. And uh, <laughs> and he's she's got, like, a collection yeah. in, like, this box and obviously there's like a bong in there too and yeah. all this shit so at this point i'm like getting the discovery of everything how old are you I, I, elementary school okay so i really don't remember when it happened exactly but it was young as hell yeah there was a bong in there yeah there was just everything you can think of this was like like let me show you all the temptations it's of vegas, the world it's like vegas in a it's box it's like vegas in a box right <laughs> so i was like weed bong double-sided dildo <laughs> <laughs> just like handcuffs like with fuzziness on it yeah. and it's just like these porns with their like the weirdest names you know what I mean and yeah. uh yeah we, we sat down and 
we're all just watching this and it's like it was awkward it's just yeah. a bunch of youngsters in the couch just like what the hell is she doing yeah right like and now I was like yeah and after that I'm not gonna lie like it, it, it exposed yeah. some stuff and I was like wow like crazy like and then it started getting me thinking and then after that it was it was on and cracking yeah the mags there was those little mags those little comic book mags in the liquor store I was already stealing at from the liquor store already right candies snicker bars hot yeah. cheetos whatever it was so i would grab one of those and actually read these and yeah so yeah that's that was my experience with it but you're right it did it, it did plant something and then it's been a battle ever right. since yeah trying to like well this is bad is this good but it you know masturbation mm-hmm. and all that right it's just, this is real shit this is exposed we don't fucking we don't sugarcoat shit here yeah right this masturbation made... is real yeah this... pornography is real and men are battling with that on a daily that's right and this may make people feel uncomfortable but this is something that needs and this is what i'm talking about that uncomfortable feeling is exactly what keeps us from talking to our own kids and telling them exactly what sex is and what sex is not and so um as of right now the world is because they're too awkwardly socially awkward to talk to anybody including their own kids about what sex actually is that we allow the world of entertainment and everybody else and pornography to teach the kids and that's how we were taught so i was taught through pornography and all that yeah, what sex here. is and Playboy the same thing for hustler. yourself and so um when i when we look at this <clears throat> we kind of have this um this idea of what um we get this idea of what sex is and the first thing i want to talk on that subject of porn is unnatural use of sex we tend, unnatural. unnatural use of sex we come to this understanding of like um sex has like the i mean porn has this like these like levels well starts off with just like regular this is the standard positions of what sex is right yeah then it starts getting into um hardcore yeah some more hardcore sex and then it starts getting to like multiple partner sex like yeah. uh, um then the uh, orgies and stuff shit. yeah and then it gets into way more taboo stuff when it comes With to the even, shitty acting right that's gotta be somewhere in there <laughs> definitely in there the pizza it, dude come yeah. on <laughs> <laughs> and then it starts getting into stuff like um, um, start getting bondage. into unnatural sex of like uh, right bondage, anal sex, getting into um, sex with uh, with different objects or different types of people. Bukakis. right? <laughs> Just for anybody that doesn't know, that's uh, uh, that's intense. <laughs> <laughs> they start implementing toys, all kinds of other stuff, right? And this is everything that's outside of like, is this going to help you reproduce as a species? No. It no. is not. In any way, shape, or form, is that not going to help us reproduce as a species? Not educational. Yeah. It's purely just pleasure. And not just a regular pleasure, but an unnatural pleasure. So, when this is, is this understanding of, like, when you have when you have something like sex, sex on a natural is fine. Everything about it is okay. Everything about it is unpleasurable, right? But when you start having, like, these, like, um, these overuses of it or this, like, competition of it, if you would, see somebody else doing something you're not doing... All of a sudden, that starts to turn into lust. And lust, if you don't know what that means, lust can go for anything. Lust means to want something that you don't have, something that is not yours. So for sex, that's an easy thing to understand what sex and for lust is because we look at somebody and say, I want that person. Sexually, I want that person. That is a lust. And to, because I, that's not what I have right now, therefore I want that, therefore it's a lust. Especially if it's something that I don't have I'm outside of my current relationship, that's definitely considered a lust. And so um, we can have that for jobs and all kinds of other things, but right now we're talking about sex. And so when it comes to porn, we are taught basically all these things that we don't have. Imagine that. <clears throat> You're a 13-year-old boy or girl, and uh, you watch pornography for the first time. You go from having zero sex. I'm never not, I'm not having any sex at that age at all. So for me to go from no sex to 
anal sex and toys and all these things that you see in pornography, all of a sudden you get introduced to something. This is what you have to have. You've never should have seen that to begin with because that's not your sex, but you're told by society or at least this industry that this is what you got to have. Now you've created a lust for yourself. The idea of what sex is to you has now completely surpassed what a natural um, experience should be about. Imagine two people coming together and never have any sex before and they come together. They together get to find out for the first time what sex is going to be between them two. But that's not the case anymore. Now it's I'm bringing in my ideas that I brought in from pornography and everything into the mix and maybe you are as well. Therefore, we're going to have an awkward situation of expectation. And we talk about how expectation usually is a disappointment for a yeah, lot of usually different things. Is a, it's a down payment for resentment. Right. And so what we've done is we've created these social insecurities amongst people when we come to those experiences with sex. So now you think about this scenario, right? Watch pornography. You as a youngster, me as a youngster, watch pornography. When we finally do have that first experience of sex. Yeah, planted a seed already. Right. We have expectation of oh, yeah. what is going to come out of that. Now, generally, what's understood is um, females usually don't watch as much porn as males do. That just seems to be a general understanding. Not to say that everybody's this way, but it seems to be a general understanding, especially people that are that young as well. So when a female comes into the mix and she has finally gets to have a sexual experience with a, a young man as well, and both of them have their first experience or whatever, a man comes in there, a boy, comes in there with his expectation of this is the way I think sex should be based off of all the porn that I've watched, the toys and the anal and the this and the that, everything. I now expect you, girl, to do these things. And the girl has a choice at that moment to say, screw you, I ain't doing any of that. Or two, if this is what love is and if this is what sex is, then I guess this is what I'll do. And she'll just do it. And based off of that experience, if that boy is able to achieve that thing, then now from the point, rest of his life, he knows to himself, or at least understands to himself, this is actually now the standard. It was a dream, it was an imagination, but now it is the standard, and I now expect my future sexual partners to do exactly that. And so now what we've done for a lot of people is we've created a social insecurity, not unto just the men, but also especially unto the women as well. So now women think that they have to experience, or have to um, uh, perform a certain way to be able to get into a man's... Uh, um, interest when it comes to sex. What do you think about that? <clears throat> that we've created these insecurities. We've created these like social pressures on, especially women. When yeah, it comes you're to talking the about for sure the expectation, man. I mean, it, it definitely pornography had put an expectation, and it, and it does. I mean, some girls. I don't know. Like, I, I can't speak for women because I'm not women. Right. But, I mean, do they really like giving BJ's? Right. Right. Do they really like anal? Mm hmm. I think that's a question that you gotta ask, and then true, you're asking, you're talking about coming into a relationship, and you like certain things, but then she likes certain things, and that could be already fucking right. awkward as hell. Yeah, and and that the break of certain relationships too. It's true. She's like super hungry for sex. You're not. Yeah. Or you're super hungry for sex. She's not. Right. Or you want a certain piece of, uh, or you want a certain thing in sex. Like, say, for example, say anal. Say you really wanted sex in yeah. anal, right? But she was not about it at all. All of a sudden, now you have something that's like, great. Now I can, something that I really, really want, I can't have. You have two choices. One, to bury that because you're going to be with this chick that doesn't want it or doesn't like it. Or two, I'm going to look for it somewhere else. Yeah. And that creates, obviously, really a big issue within the case. Or maybe three, try to get her to do it, I guess. Yeah. Maybe she's down. <laughs> but, like, it is, it is that thing. It's like a yeah, lot of that. Like, or like the mixing the pain with pleasure. Yeah, right. Mixing the pain with pleasure. Like, for me, I'm, I like pleasure. Yeah. 
Don't like to mix the pain with the pleasure. Right. I understand. With pain comes, you know, all great things come from pain, right? <laughs> but that's not not in this case scenario. I am not trying to go through pain. Sure. But I'm trying to feel this moment of bliss and this right. moment of connection. And that's and that's and that becomes a thing where it's like it's not just a pressure. Say for for what you just said right now, it's not just a pressure for females. It's for males as well. Or anybody really, yeah. for you to come in the mix and say like, I actually don't like that SM and S and M and the nice. choke me out and all these other things, pull my yeah. hair and beat me up. I'm not into choke that. Choke me harder, like yeah. what the hell, man? But the, but the chick, if she comes <laughs> in the mix and she says that she does want it then that presents an issue. Now for yourself, you may feel insecure that you're not really down to do that or you're not really comfortable with doing that, but now you feel inadequate. Now you feel like maybe I, I'm not enough now for you. And maybe I'll do something uncomfortable for myself and feel awkward. And it's gonna ruin the sex for me because I don't want to do this. But I'm gonna do it because you asked me to. You know, you know, you want a job? It sounds like a job. Exactly, now. <laughs> exactly. And that's what creates this like kind of like broken mentality. But it doesn't start specifically at like um, she asked you to do something or you asked her to do something. It started with why are you asking this person to do this thing? Who taught you that that's the way to have sex? And this is this is I think an unwinnable battle when it comes to uh, our society because you just. I can't stop every kid from watching pornography or listening to the stupid friends talk about sex. Yeah, and then you can't always, we can't speak for like the certain people like that. There's some people that love pain. Right. I mean, there's some weird far out stuff. People like needles in their, in their, you know, privates. Yeah. I mean, like the the beatings, the tying up, the choking Mm -hmm. to extremes. I mean, they're doing the belts and stuff. Like some people even die from like masturbating with a belt. Around the neck and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. like, and it's, it's, it's crazy. So. It's true. And so how that insecurity kind of bleeds into other things is our next subject, which is um, dating and finding or finding someone, finding someone that you really want to connect with. And so um, when you find that person, you really have to, like, now you have all these expectations to sit in the back of your head, right? And in our society, they allow us to kind of just say, it's okay, casual sex, 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 sex is fine. It's no big deal. But every single time that you have an experience with somebody, you bring that experience to the next individual and that experience to the next individual. And what we're doing is just adding all these experiences into this like giant kind of like uh, this kind of like giant like a, a, pu- a bucket of a person and this person comes in with their experience and they're picking up as they go along all these experiences and they're dumping it on the next person and if that next person isn't ready for all that to get dumped on then that person will start probably feeling a certain type of uh, um, insecurity or a pressure if you would and so when we talk about like um, dating or finding somebody um, some people are not out there trying to date they're just looking for that casual sex or looking for that next quote unquote fix that next person who can handle all this stuff that I've been put into by my past experiences and you're looking for that next person and looking for the next experience and so um, the idea of casual sex to me personally has always been like this like this is something's wrong with this idea of casual sex. There's something there's there's an issue with like being able to just like ah, I'm just like casually having sex with people. It's not a big deal. I think not it, hurting for, anybody. For me, what I get from that is like the emotion factor's gone. Yeah, and that's what they just go for. They go all physical, no emotional because once right. it's emotional, it's way different. Right. When you tie emotions to certain stuff, it's way different. Oh yeah. And and I think like when when I think casual sex, when all these people that are like with it, just like tender mm-hmm. and all that, and like I'm just looking for the fix. Yeah, they really don't want the emotional shit. Right. And I think it's like I don't know. Yeah, and and but and you said it. I think you hit it up um, pretty good. Is that when you have emotion tied up in something, you really do like it takes that experience to the next level. And so when 
you have like we were talking with uh, Lino, uh, a friend of ours that's a tattoo artist. He talks about how like when you get a, just a, you walk into the like a, a store, uh, you walk into a shop, a tattoo shop, and you just pick out a tattoo. Say, I'll just take that one. Looks dope. That dragon with the skull and the this and the that and the fire. Like that. Slap that on my back. That's fine. That's different from somebody walking in saying my grandma passed away and I wanted her like her favorite flower on my arm. Like you're there's, t- now you're talking meaning. Yeah, now there's a meaning towards that certain thing that would have been done regardless. That flower is still a flower to anybody else, but now it means something to you because you're attached to it. So it reminds me of my grandmother. It represents my, the person I respect and I love. That's a different experience than just the pleasure of getting a tattoo, right? That's the same thing that goes into sex. Casual sex is only going to be a version of somebody walking to the shop and saying, slap that uh, tattoo on my back. But having that personal connection to somebody a real personal connection to somebody that says this sex is now going to mean something. It's going to actually flourish into something that says that it's not just a pleasure, but it's the emotional connection, mental connection I have with you individual. Now, a lot of young people or irresponsible people in general can't have that emotional connection to somebody in sex if they're not emotionally intact within themselves. This idea that you can't give what you don't mm-hmm. got, you talk about it a lot. Um, if now we're you, talking love. Yeah, if, exactly. If you cannot understand yourself, then you're going to be incapable of giving like an emotional and mental um, connection to somebody else, especially during sex. Now, obviously, we have a lot of like influence about what sex means by the outside, pornography, movies, music, all these other pieces of entertainment and irresponsible people in general. They're telling us what sex is going to be, and therefore, we're just going to pass that on to the next person i teach what i've been taught so this is what sex is going to be and um and we've in the, lo- in the long run have kind of ruined these dating situations and these and these trying to find a good relationship situations because we only turned sex into a casual understanding of things so i think the more and more that we just like engage or support the engage of just people having casual sex all the time then what you do is you support the idea of like numbing out the emotional attachment that you have to somebody. And not only that, but you bring the baggage with you as well. I'm going to talk about that in the second half about uh, when you finally get into a relationship, there's a sexual baggage that you bring with you going into there. And sometimes that actually messes up some situations. Well, big time. Big time. And so um, I want to take a little break and come back to it. I want to, uh, in our second half, I want to talk about um, love and what that means with sex. And I also want to talk about some solutions I think that you and I could have towards at least making this a little bit better, a little bit easier in a society. Because once again, I don't think it can be saved when it comes to the subject. It's just yeah, like... I mean, it's, it's, you're talking about two different minds with two different experiences and, and, and bringing in the experiences they had with others. I mean, it's intense. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that I can really think about to leave off on this one, like before we jump in into yeah. like another thing too, is communication. Right. I think communication is fucking key right. to relationship and sexual relationship. And, and that's kind of the thing that you talk about pornography or anything in that mix is like, where's the communication in that? Or where's the communication yeah. in picking up a chick at a bar and taking her to the house or taking her wherever you're going just to have casual sex? There's zero communication. Yeah, there's no communication. Like, and it's not showing you that. It's just showing you the straight nitty gritty. Yeah. It's just like, let's get it. Like, here, let me pull out my... Yeah. And then you pull out your... And yeah. then we get it on. Yeah. And it's like, that's not how it is. Like, if we had... If we were aliens, right? And yeah. we came and we're like, so what's this thing, sex? How do you guys multiply? And yeah. then they showed us porn. I would just walk into a room with a pizza and tell, like, the girl and be like, yo, you ordered sausage? And then, like, all of a sudden... She's going to be like, oh, let me put that in my mouth and yeah, spray right. it all over the place. Like, yeah, right. what the hell? And like, that's the idea of what sex like, is supposed to that, be? And then, like, and question then mark? kids are born? Yeah, right. Like, if we, like, 
Like, if they use that as sex education, uh, we would be fucked. Yeah, right. But that is what sex education it, is. It, it's right? the first. It's the first. It's the first sexual education we do get. Yeah. Before the, I guess the other, and even then, like you're you're talking about like the awkwardness of telling your kid like. You're masturbating now, huh? Like, like, how do you come at that? Like, I'm a father. I don't even know how I'm going to come at it. Yeah, like, right. the moment I walk in and he's like, Dad. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Knock oh, first, Dad. Knock. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. all right, so do I walk away? Yeah, right. Act like nothing happened. But see, well, that's the response. That's a irresponsibility and responsibility factor right there. Yeah. You as a father has now have the opportunity to say, okay, if I don't teach this kid, somebody else will. Yeah. And we talk about that about everything. Even last week's episode, we talked about how, uh, or a couple weeks episode um, ago, we talked about kids and about like if you don't discipline your kids, and this is not discipline specifically, yeah. but if you don't teach or discipline your kids, the world will teach or discipline your children. Yeah. So, do you want your son to learn how the world learns about sex? Or do you want to learn about sex by his little homie that doesn't know shit and he just heard some shit from some other kid? Right. Which that was me. Yeah. I was like, do you know what a condom is? No, what the hell is that? They yeah. go, man, it's a sting, man. Yeah. And then, you know, and, then, and he's like trying to explain it. And I'm like, I'm still freaking confused. Yeah, right. Like, do I put it on my arm? Yeah. Do I put it? Yeah. <laughs> put it on my tongue? Is that what that goes? Like, what is this? Like, right, so I don't get nothing. So should I put it all over like that? <laughs> Right, and so you have all this confusion. That's what it is. It's like we've we've built a society of confusion around sex because we're too socially awkward to talk about any of it. And it's communication, man. Communication is key to 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 a great relationship, to a great sexual relationship. I think too. Sometimes people get out of their relationships too because they don't communicate that. Right. Yo, like I don't like doing that. Right. Like, and but you know maybe it's gonna be a the it factor that's gonna be done so, but. I mean, if you like pleasure and she likes to add pain or he likes to add pain or whatever, vice versa. Mm -hmm. I mean, you really got to think about that because it, it is is going to be a key player, man. Right. And it's like when I think about love, I think about you can't give what you don't got. Right. And I heard this fucking beautiful quote um, from an actress. She said, uh, love yourself. So when love comes, it's not a stranger. Yeah. I think you get into these relationships and you think you found love. Mm -hmm. How? Right. You don't even know it. Right. I think you gotta self-discover what you're, what you really like, what you're about. Yeah. So when it does come, like this is exactly what I've been, been loving. Right. Even in like even before I found it in someone else, like you're just adding to my, my beautiful life. Yeah. And together, and I, I didn't always think like that. Like this is right now, me in a new journey thinking like this. Before me, I didn't even know what the hell love is, and then, and still today, I just the only love I understand is the love that from my God. Yeah. And that's how I'm trying to understand people. Yeah. But like when I think about that, yeah, I think about. Love yourself so when love comes, it's not a stranger. Right, and that's important. You talk about how we need to figure out who we are as individuals and what we're into and stuff. And a lot of people out there on the other side might be thinking to themselves, well, how do you know what kind of sex you are into until you like start experimenting? If you ask me, honestly, sex is sex. You get the only, and I'll talk about this a little bit later, but the only sex you got is the sex that you're having, period. Because outside of that, none of it really exists. In the mm. same way that yesterday doesn't exist and the same way that tomorrow doesn't exist, it's you got to live in the moment of what you have and what it is that you got instead of thinking about what it is I wish I can have. And the same thing goes across the board for everything. If I'm eating a sandwich and wishing, wishing that I can have a steak, then I'm going to hate that sandwich. 
And that's the same thing that happens in sex as well, is that people are sitting inside of a sexual experience and saying, ugh, sex with my my partner just sucks because I wish I was having sex with that porn star that wasn't having real sex at all. Yeah. That wasn't having anything that was really a, a connection in any way, shape, or form. She was selling a product. If you get away from the mentality of saying, I'm stopped thinking about everything around me and just thinking about what I have in front of me, then trust me, that sex will be the best sex you'll ever have. It's because you're actually into it. Yeah. I watched a movie called uh, Don John with, um, with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and that whole entire movie is about that. And I'm glad that I watched that movie because I've, already, I've, always, I've had this mentality for a long time, but when I watched that movie, I'm like, finally, I'm not. Somebody else out there thinks the same way that I think. And is that pornography and this idea of sex being outside of the emotional experience, that ruins that emotional experience that will try to come and it will completely spoil it dude and, and this yeah for me on my end i'm like i'm not even i'm not even saying there's a right way i'm just saying like understand what yeah. you're doing and what you're getting yourself into and you know it will be good like for me too like like i like that movie i really mm -hmm. do and for me is i did this uh almost like a a fast let's say like i mm -hmm. I, I got away from the pornography for yeah, a while yeah. and i i did a, a good amount of time yeah and i'm not gonna lie like from coming from a guy that watched porn a lot had multiple fucking partners i've always been a cheater mm -hmm. to like being this like now trying to be a being a faithful uh fiance yeah and and now even adding like take out the porn off it i am not gonna lie there was moments that the the climax moment was like nothing ever experienced before because right. now i didn't have the the foggy face of the face of the girl right in that fucking video i watched last right. night right with the perfect breast and, yeah, the, right. and the perfect body and yeah. seeing the perfect freaking things i i, I didn't have that no right. more and and, and it, it was a detox it was a detox yeah and and you get withdrawals just like everything else, mm -hmm. but doing that and giving my complete attention to this person was one of the best climaxes I've ever had. And I'm getting real personal on uh, real on this one, but it's it's I, I recommend it. Like anybody out there, like go on like this like thirty sixty day no pornography and just like focus on your significant other. Yeah, and then just dude, it's. It, it, it'll make the experience that much better. Right. But we have to detach from all that other stuff. And not only that, I got to find out what I really like. That's why I say, I'm not telling you that there's any right way to have sex because I'm into some crazy shit. <laughs> and I, I, I like that. Yeah. And communicating it with my significant other and doing it, but like literally just like, is it because I really want to do this with this person or is it because I watched that? Like I yeah, said, right. porno. Yeah. And that's that's a journey in itself yeah that you have to and that comes with self-discovery like and, and and bringing back to like all right do i really like that like i'm i'm a i'm a pleasure guy yeah i don't mix pain with pleasure yeah i'm a pleasure guy yeah so whips chains all that stuff i'm if my significant others into it i'll try it but i'll tell you one thing it's not really my thing like i leave violence on the streets yeah, right. I'm, I'm even leaving violence off the streets you know yeah, right. like but that's why like for me that's just what I yeah and you and you talk a lot about like how it's important to have like love and it's important to love yourself to understand the whole experience within itself sex is not going to be void of everything else in life you have to love yourself to experience anything properly you have to just end up loving yourself and know why you do what you do and so let's take a little break and when we come back we're going to talk about love and relationships all right, let's take a little break uh, from talking about sex 
and uh, let's talk about a couple of our businesses that we support over on Exposed Network. Um, first one is a taco place. What is it called? Tacos El, El Gringo. Ooh, have you had those tacos before? Yeah, man, great stuff. All good, right. good, good, good. How do you, how do you um, contact them? On on Instagram at tacos underscore L underscore gringo. G-R-I-N-G-O. If you're having a hard time with that, just go to Expose Network and you will find them there. Tacos El Gringo Catering Service. Yeah, I've heard they have really good food, really good tacos. So if you need a taco guy for whatever, uh, catering, whatever, man. yeah, catering for whatever you need it for, hit him up. And the other person we'd like to um, throw out there is a business by um, Makeup by Lorin. Yep, that's uh, on Instagram at makeup underscore by underscore Lorin. L a u r e n n n three n's at the end of that Lorin. Yeah. I've seen her uh, makeup work. It looks really really cool. I yeah, think a lot of really good colors and everything like Quinceañeras, that. Quinceañeras, graduations, whatever you need, a wedding, good stuff. Uh, Exposed network, man. Sounds good. Let's get back to talking about sex. All right, we're back, and here on Exposed Network, we are talking about sex. Sex. Now, the first half, we talked a lot about um, pornography and uh, dating and stuff like the casual sex and how all that kind of affects a lot of things going forward. But um, near the end there, uh, Megs, you were talking about love and how it's important to love yourself. And if you love yourself, then you'll be able to uh, appropriately appreciate something like experience, like sex, especially sex. Yes, yeah, but like, like it was a quote that I heard was, uh, lo- love yourself so when love comes, it's not a stranger. Right. So if you know true love... For self, it will be easier to recognize it when you see it in someone else. Right, right, right. I think that like um, <clears throat> we're all looking for love. Usually, we're all looking for love, and um, sex has an awkward thing where it's just like people in love can have sex, and people that don't really know each other can have sex also, and that kind of throws a wrench in the program because now we don't have like a definitive kind of like you're incapable of having sex unless you have love. You can do it either one either or without one or the other and so it's um that kind of messes a couple things up makes things unnatural if you will when it comes to the ideas of sex and so i want to talk about love i want to talk about how sex and love kind of like goes hand in hand and how love and that emotional attachment to somebody can make the experience of sex so much better and so when we talk about this we have to talk about the natural use of love we talked about it before in the first half about how the natural use of love is for reproduction and um but you can't really attach yourself with somebody that you're going to stay with for long periods of time unless you really truly can tolerate them and not only just tolerate them but sacrifice for them and so when you do do sacrifices unto yourself for that other person you really create this relationship of love with somebody else and when you do that the idea of that physical connection with somebody now has a different meaning now all of a sudden you attach yourself to one other person and you'll never attach yourself with anybody else outside of that one other person and there's something special about that that's being able to look at somebody and say, only you and I share this with each other. Now, when we talk about the casual sex coming into the mix with it as well, that kind of really takes away from that experience. So if you were having a lot of casual sex or whatever, you think it's whatever, when you finally find somebody that you actually love, sex actually really doesn't mean a lot. It's more of like utility. It's more like a thing we just got to do because I have sexual urges. So outside of that, this, there's nothing special about it. I've had sex with all kinds of other people before you. Yeah. Therefore, what we experience really isn't that special other than exclusivity. I'm not going to, unless you are cheating, I'm not going to cheat on you. So only me and you are going to have sex from now on. And 
that really doesn't sound as special as being able to say that you and I share something that I have not shared with many people, if not nobody. And that's really hard to come by. I look at um, love and marriage and stuff like that in our society and how it kind of like how we see it today. Marriage is um, kind of looked down upon and unnecessary. Back in the day, marriage was necessary to have sex. And I'm not just talking about people in a certain religion. I'm talking about cultures across the board, across the board. Everybody was like, you don't have sex unless you're married. And if you're having sex and you're not married, you're a whore. That was just the way that it was back in the day. And so, uh, and I'm not talking about just somebody who sleeps around whore, like the way that we talk about it today, I guess, but I'm talking about actual paying prostitute. Like that was the only other way that you're having sex outside of your own marriage. And, um, this was common across the board for, and not to say there was no exception to the rules. Of course there were, but this was common across the board, uh, uh, for a lot of societies and a lot of cultures throughout the decades and throughout the centuries. So but, sex, uh, sex would come after the marriage. That's like, that was a standard. That was a standard. And I, and I think it, it, it did get distorted too. Even then it like when the family names became a thing, right? That changed it up. Right. That there was, there's a lot of things that changed, but you're right. There was, there was a meaning to it. Right. So in a lot of ways, to be able to even engage in sexual activity, it was pressed upon an individual to make sure that they were married first. But obviously, you didn't want to think about getting married to somebody until you thought about the ramifications of getting married. Oof, what does that mean to get married? And so you think about all these things before you even get to that point where you're actually having sex with somebody. And obviously, back in the centuries, we had people that are getting married made much, much younger. Right after puberty, around 12, 13, 14 years old, they were getting married around 15, 16. And so there wasn't a lot of space of like that antsiness of like, oh, my God, I got to have sex. It's kind of all flowed in the right timing. But what we see today in our society is that we've created a culture, a society for ourselves in which we've pushed off the marriage date a solid uh, two to five years, really. And society's recognition of how when people should get married is nowadays, like, don't get married until you're like 30. And so the time you hit puberty to the time you hit about 30, like 15 years of don't have sex until you're married, married is just about impossible, just about. Therefore, we skewed the quote-unquote rules or the expectations. Now it's not don't wait until you're married. Now it's just like, eh, it's fine. You can have casual sex. It's not a big deal. Therefore, it get to that point where like, if marriage was at one point the only reason as to why people would have sex and could have sex is socially acceptable, now that's not the reason. Now people are just not getting married anymore, and now they just kind of don't care. And so what you've done in society, I think in the long run, is you've not only cheapened sex, you've cheapened what a relationship is and you've cheapened what uh, marriage actually means to people and a a long-term connection to somebody, if not a lifelong connection to somebody. And so what do you think, um, Migs, when you see a society today and they're dealing with uh, uh, relationships and marriages and sex and all that, do you think that it has changed a lot? And if so, like, how do you see it like kind of being changed? Hmm. Meanings, man. Right. The meaning's gone. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the shit, like people really like. I've never, I haven't really always, I've, I've never really been religious, but like the more I find out, like the more I find out that just people just do it because tradition. Mm-hmm. Tradition, and then the tradition, it's just. I don't know, man. Like the white dress, the churches, the the money behind it, all that stuff. I mean, I think I think we've really just. We don't sit down and ask why. I think the communication has fucking died out right. in, in, in the churches and in, 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 in relationships. 
like we want information but are we even fucking using it man right and, and or even I, trying to get the right information yeah like I, I don't know man and like when i think about love and sex like the difference to me is like love is it is emotions love is meaning love is truth when i think about truth i think about ah i think about fuck when i think about truth i think about uh, like true to thyself and that, I find that to be interesting that you bring up like love is <clears throat> the way you separate like love and sex it's so true I can love if I had a daughter I can love my daughter but not have sex with her right yeah that's that's a that's a fine line of being able to, to, to kind of like break it off into two separate places love is not always sex and sex is not always always love no. when you put it into the same place that is like you're the everything so when you find somebody and you say you're going to take the place of my sexual urges and also you're the person that I love and trust to death. You have to become the ultimate giver of all of everything that I need. Right. Yeah. And so when we go out that's of our way. That's a sharing experience. Right. And that's a, that's a huge thing. But I think, I think a lot of people have just the sex. Right. With the pleasure, the instant gratification, the, the fix. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But it's not, it's not the glue. Yeah. I mean, I've had sex with lots of women Uh and it never had love so it was never the glue yeah and and honestly when you when you said it when you said it like that love is emotion love is you know your mentality and then um, meaning and truth yeah meaning and truth and then the opposite end what do you have to say about sex it's like it's pleasure i don't i don't personally put myself in the same category as like i am my makeup of who i am is just pleasure no my makeup of who I am is how I think, how I feel, who I am as an individual of how I've grown up. All these things are much, much more important of who I am. Therefore, sex is not giving of yourself. Sex is just giving of your body. That's another thing I wrote on there. Love is emotions, meaning truth, and to give. Right. To give. And what are you going to give them? You're going to give them a lot. And yeah. sex is going to be one of them. Right. For this one specific person, mm-hmm. your give, your gift. Mm-hmm will be yourself yeah will be your body right and that's the only way i can look at it now man but like yeah this is a this is a real good topic man and i th- i think that like um when whenever you talk about like sex and because when you finally do find that person and this has happened for me this has happened for you when you finally find that person you have to do it's that awkward thing and and <laughs> a lot of us have to deal with it and it's not the best part of the beginnings of a relationship or getting into a new relationship but it's that going down the roster, going down the roster list and trying to be like, so how many people have you slept with when you're finally in a relationship with that person? And that's not that's not a fun question after that's I have to answer. And so most people, most people, how much mistakes did you make? <laughs> most people don't have the answer to say nobody. You're the first and only one. Most people don't have that answer. Yeah. Most people have to say I've had a, I've had a couple. If not, I've had a quite a couple. And so when that question comes up, <clears throat> it sucks because what you're talking about now from that point is somebody is now having to basically compare themselves to a list of people that you might have had before. And all the moments in which in your mind you've told yourself this was the best sex I ever had. Say if you came across an experience with somebody that you deemed to be the most perfect person ever uh, sexually and you had sex with them in the age of 16 and now you're just going to be chasing that feeling or maybe chasing that men- mental like emotion that this is the best sex I ever had, that when you finally get into the relationship and she asks you, am I the best sex you've ever had? Dude, you just hit on something too because like, all right, let's say you got married to her, you're her first, 
You've had experiences. She knows that. Then she goes with her friends that have had experiences, just as many as you or probably even more. And they're sitting around having wine. And she's like, yeah, but like I suck my man's Mm -hmm. or I do this with my man. I wonder if that like that's influence right there, bro. Oh, yeah. That could that could influence someone to like, I think I need more in my life. Yeah, right. That's I just thought about that. I don't know, just like out there, like while you're talking, I'm just thinking about like that one girl that really saved herself for that one dude. But that dude's had the experiences. That's why for him, he's like, dude, this is it. Like I know she's the one because she's got both. Yeah. Right? I have the emotions, the meaning, the truth I want to give to her. And She'll give me pleasure and the fix and all that stuff that I need. That's all of it. Right. But to her, she still can have the doubt from the influence on the outside. Yeah. And that's like what we're talking about, too. Oh, yeah. We're talking about sex and right. porn. You're talking about the outside source influencing us to still fucking want to do all this far out shit. That has nothing really, to do with us, right? That's got nothing to really fucking do with what relationship is or what who you are. Yeah, right. It's got everything to do with this fucked up world just trying to just... Right. So when you get into these relationships and you end up having to think about or talk about sometimes the past experiences of something, what you end up doing is you've created, like I said, if if you were living a, a casual sex life and then you get with somebody who was not as casual, then all of a sudden you have all this baggage that kind of come in with you. Got this baggage of experience and all this stuff and what you've brought with you is... At least to the other person, whether you think it or not, the other person, they think that now you're expecting something out of them. You're expecting a certain type of like, uh, I don't even say quality, a specific type of sex out of a person. And that person may not be comfortable doing that and never knowing if they can actually live up to the experience that you've had before. That's a lot of pressure for a person. And for somebody who's trying to love you and trying to give you everything, trying to give you everything that I possibly can and be your best. I can never be your best in sex because you were casual with it in the past. So now all of a sudden, there's somebody out there that has the best version or that, uh, that, uh, the, the best moment of sex with you, and you're, you're clicked onto that, and I can never amount to that. And why is that? Is that person built the way that you wanted that person to be built, or is that person saying the things or doing the things that you wanted them to do, or whatever the case may be, but I can never be that. And that's got to be hurtful towards that person on the other side and that's why I always find it to be like that's you're not when people are having casual sex or whatever with people they're they're being a certain type of irresponsible they're saying yeah it's about the moment living the moment yeah but you're not thinking about that relationship that you finally lock into the future when you finally fall in love with somebody and they have to deal with your sexual baggage the baggage that you brought to the table because you were just having fun everything was great and having fun it was just casual I was young it doesn't matter no it doesn't matter because you bring in all your sexual experiences into the bed you have all this experience with this person doesn't have any experience at all and you come in and you're only doing the little experience that that person had and then that person is not uh, comfortable enough to do all the experiences that you have done then what you've done in a lot of ways is you say I'm the master of the sexual experience and you can never get to my level. And that, in a lot of ways, I think is demeaning to people in a relationship especially. I mean, it, could, it can make a divide. Right. And all of a sudden, if that person may be thinking that in the back of the head, maybe the person that had all the experience is not even thinking that. Maybe that person is just sitting there being like, ah, that's what are you talking about? I don't care. Then this person who is, could be thinking that in the back of the head, that maybe that can never be erased. Maybe that's going to be a hard time for them. And on the vice versa, on the flip things, the person who has had a lot of sexual experience with somebody who maybe not didn't have a lot of sexual experience, 
if that person is thinking to the head, um, they're just not cutting it. Like they're just not cutting it. They're just not doing enough anymore because all of my experience in the background, but I love this person, but they're just not giving me the sexual thing. That usually is the thing where that person will end up usually cheating, cheating. And I, and then that's when they fall into the core category of sex addict. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. That's what, like, I got a sex addiction. Mm-hmm. And I think the addiction is that you're, you're addicted to instant gratification. Right. You're this, this, this thing this I don't know I'm not a psychologist I don't do the psychobabble bullshit and try to describe the door but it's this fucking moment that you're addicted to that climax yeah you're addicted to that climax but that's got nothing to fucking do with love right honestly and I know because I'm speaking from him from the chair mm-hmm. I know that chair yeah I've been that guy with yeah. the experiences up the fucking yin yang and this fucking girl she's Catholic girl right. she's just real calm and it's the instant gratification I was addicted to that made me kept on hurting this girl yeah. or hurting these girls yeah and they're it, looking for love I'm looking for sex right by the end of the day that can be I believe that can be somehow made better that somehow can be there's a, there's gotta be a a, a, um, a solution to that of some sort right um we have to be able to understand that all this is mental. <clears throat> I was talking to you a little bit earlier about how the mind of who we are and how we see things is separate from what the body craves or what the body wants. Um, naturally, our body wants to have sex, needs to release, needs to have that because, like I said before, it's reproduction. That's just the way naturally our bodies are going to function. Um, there's things like wet dreams, wet and dreams, man. wet dreams, and stuff like that. When people have that, when they're um, uh, when they're teenagers, really, yeah, when they're teenagers, really. And um, it's that it's the body saying, like, I have to release this. It must happen. That is your body. That has nothing to do with your mind it's by that nothing point. To do with, yeah, with you as a person, nothing has to do with it. Technically, this happens even without your 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 control. Your control, right? And um, and sometimes you'll even like for men at least, you'll wake up with like a uh, with an erection or something like that. It's like yeah. I didn't ask for that. It just yeah. happened that way, right? Your body has like in some in a lot of ways like its own kind of like prerogative. Like it needs to do something. That's separate from... It's almost like it knows his fucking mission. Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. But our minds are completely separate from that. The way that our brain works and the way that um, our emotions work, and especially when tied up with our culture and our society, we have to be able to understand that our body wants something, but it's up to our minds and how we see something how we're going to get it. Ooh, you're going you're going deep. This yeah. is good. This is real good. It's going to be up to us to say like the only sex that I want is this sex or the only uh type of sex that quote unquote turns me on is this. Your body didn't make that decision. You did in your mind. You made up that decision whether it's based on experience, what you've seen, what you've done or what you haven't done. You said unto yourself, this is what I want and this is what I'm going to have. And so when people get heavy into like even pornography and stuff, they get heavier and heavier into stuff. And some people get all the way into really terrible things like super abusive sex and even yeah. uh, even uh, um, pedophilia. Yeah. And so when you get into those places, a lot of people like to pretend, oh, I would never get into that place. It's like eh, sex itself is uncontrollable if you allow it to be uncontrollable. And a lot of people really land into that spot when they just let it loose and just let it and just let whatever happened happen. In our reality, we must have control over that part of our lives in the same way we have control over everything else. Be I conscious see, and aware. Yeah. If I see somebody and they piss me off and one of my first reactions in my head is like, I want to beat them up. 
and I hate them so much, I'm, I want to kill them. Everybody's had that thought process fly through their mindset, but then they have the control to say, yeah, but I'm not going to kill them. And then even, even more tame than that, I'm not going to beat them up. And then most people don't get to this place, but if you're tame enough to say, I'm not going to say something. We have the control to be able to stop a, a thought process that comes by, and that happens with sex as well, to be able to say, I'm going to practice what it means to stop that thought process of coming up. The thought process of like, this is the kind of sex we want. No, I don't want that. That's not, that's not what I want. I want to move forward and say I want a more healthier sex and whatever that might mean. And so even the mindset, we have influences from all over the place. Like I said before, movies, music, all kinds of other things. The Commercials ability- that got nothing to do with sex that have sex in them. Yeah, right. Carl's Jr. is, <laughs> is notorious for that. <laughs> Burgers have nothing to do with sex, but Carl's Jr. somehow made him shoved them together somehow. <laughs> but um, we have the influences from everywhere, and for us, we have to be able to fight against that influence. To fight against that and say, no, that's not natural. That's not what it's, uh, that what sex is. Sex is for me, me and my partner, and anything that we have to offer each other, and that's it. And that mentality is not just for sex. That's even for attraction to, uh, uh, attraction to another person. How do I stop myself from cheating on somebody? By appreciating that person more than anything in the world. By looking at them and saying, they're the only person that I love, and the reason why I love them is this, this, and that, and I sacrifice them for them. I've made them so much stronger and so much better in my mind that nobody else that would come into the mix would be able to take me away from that. I believe in this uh, across the board, not just like um, for obviously for sex, but for everything else when it comes to a relationship, especially the idea of marriage and all that, is that like when you're with somebody, you don't look at anybody else for any kind of like um, pleasure. And so like even like something like um, uh, something as like, like celebrity, uh, celebrity crushes and stuff. I'm personally, and a lot of people probably won't agree with me specifically, but I personally think that if you have a celebrity crush, that's just as bad to me as having a crush crush with somebody at work. And that's always one step away from doing something stupid. Now, a lot of people's uh, uh, rebuke to that is, yeah, but like that person on screen, like uh, if somebody was attracted to, um, I don't know, give me you're, a name. You're talking pretty much, you're talking reservation. Yeah, exactly. Like there would be, like, dude, if this actress or actor came to our town, like, you just know I'm going to cheat. Yeah, like right. The, so there's a reservation. Right, right, right. It's the idea that like mm. if an actress or an actor or a musician or whatever, if that person holds a place in my head and the only boundary that I have is that I'm incapable of touching them, I can't touch them, I can't be with them, if that's the only thing that stops you, then mentally you have been in that place where you would cheat. And mentally we, under- and we understand that mentality is only one step away from physicality. So in a lot of ways, if... Um, if I said that I found Britney Spears, if I found Britney Spears to be, oh my gosh, she's so hot. And my girl would be like, what? Why, why are you like, lo- like loving on Britney Spears and all this stuff? Oh my gosh, she's so hot and this, this and that. And she's saying, why are you doing that disrespectful? And I say, what are you talking about? It's not like I can ever see her. It's not like I can ever touch her. It's not like I can ever be with her. Chill out. Relax. If I saw somebody in the street look exactly like Britney Spears, all of a sudden would that change? All of a sudden, would that excuse not be there anymore? You make a solid point. You make a solid point. So then for, for anybody that would fall into that category is saying like, oh, it's okay. Celebrity crushes are fine. No, 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 no. We want to be able to maintain the mind and bring it back to a place where it appreciates and loves to the fullest what yeah. it has. I think about like when, I, when you're talking about that, I'm thinking about like living conscious and aware. And I think about self-discipline. Like self-discipline is like, you know, knowing that like, like wanting the piece of cake but knowing that my body's gonna hate it the next day yeah and then I think about like 
wanting my, I don't know, like, let's say, like, my old lady's cousin or something. Yeah. But knowing that it's going to only be trouble. Right. Like, and it's practicing that muscle. And I think that's what you're doing yeah. with these actors' crushes or whatever, celebrity crushes, is is you're just, like, really trying to really keep that muscle intact that yeah. it doesn't. And that's that. I can respect that, man, because I'm, 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 I'm about self-discipline and I'm yeah. about living consciously and aware. And they're right. As long as you know that muscle's there and it needs to get worked, because it does, because these things are a thing. I mean, there is lookalikes. So if she was a, a thing, you get a lookalike, I mean, that means that there's still a reservation. Right. You and uh, make a solid point. It's, it's this ability to, like, being able to, like, um, allow um, your body, mind, soul, and emotion to be, all be attached as one. If we keep on leaving, like, my mentality, oh, that's not a part of me, or my dreams are not a part of me, and all this, they're so far away, I'm not really going to be attached to them. When they finally come close enough, what makes you think that you're not going to be a part of these things? They're a part of you. Own it, you know? Own it from the ground up. This is who I am. This is what I think. This is why I believe what I believe, and own every single part of it, instead of just leaving that little piece over there, saying, like, ah, but when I go out with the guys... Or when I go over to this county or when I leave the house or when I go to the bar or when I go do this and when I go do that, those are the times when I don't have to be 100% me. That's when I can be, you know, a little bit of the gross version of myself. Las Vegas. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or, oh, it's uh, it's the uh, the, bach- the bachelor party. Uh, it's a Where, bachelor party. Whatever you know? happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Right. That kind of mentality right there is a complete... It's a complete uh, comp- uh, contradiction of who you are. You don't want to live that type of compromise in your life because eventually that compromise becomes a version of your life. And that becomes a lie. And then you're no longer allowed to be honest. And when you're not honest, you're not allowed to have that good relationship with that person anymore because now you have a lie within yourself. And everybody knows that a lie eats you up from the inside out and eventually become a part of your life. And so the whole celebrity crushes and all that stuff, to me, always fall in that, uh, fell into that category. This last piece of our um, podcast, um, I want to talk about solutions. Because we talk about a lot of stuff that, once again, I find to be like, this is impossible. I can't change the world this way. There's no way that I'm be able to like talk about all this stuff and people will be like, yeah, you know what, Anthony, you're right. We're all going to change. We're it's all like, going to change our nope, life now. I doubt it. 100% doubt it. And it's because we are deeply invested about sex. It should be pleasure. And we as a society are selfish. Therefore, if it feels good, do it. And I ain't going to bother you. That's the way the society works. And so instead, I'd like to like see if like, there's, but there's got to be solutions for at least people that are willing to change for themselves that try to find that like step forward. How can I get out of that? I'm stuck in that rut. I'm stuck in the middle of that, you know? And um, I think both of you and I can speak from experience. Like I've been in the middle of that, whether it be porn addiction, whether it be casually sleeping around, whether it be treating my significant other like trash or whatever the case yeah. may be. I think everything we talked about, I definitely have had my dose and then I've had my, my, my moments of completely detaching from most of this stuff right you know so it's i'm down man when i think when i think about it i think about ask why yeah i think you're right? right think about like the first time you 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 were you experienced sex think about the first time you even experienced anything to do with it uh-huh. anything like maybe a magazine did i mean did you see your fucking parents do it yeah i yeah. mean all that stuff go mm-hmm. back some, like, sometimes, sometimes, honestly, it's molestation as well. Molest, yeah, we, yeah I mean, we've trauma, talked about yeah. that abuse. Yeah, yeah. I mean that that fucking will put something in in your head and make it start making be normal. Yeah, right. So think about the why. I think about like I you know like if you do watch porn, like why? What are you watching? Why are you watching it? And it's always just be like, to me. I always feel like it's got to be about being conscious and aware of what you're doing. Right. Because 
you are where you where you want to be and you got to be because that's the work you put in you know I, mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer you can you have choices right and all the stuff that's happening in your fucking life was little choices that you fucking made that eventually are now added up to a big choice to, to the biggest yeah to your life and uh when I think about solutions, I think about communication. Yeah, I think you're right. And that's what I have right here is uh, talking honesty. The ability to be able to not not be afraid to talk about something like sex. Our whole entire lives, since we were a kid all the way until now, sex is awkward to talk about. You just don't do it very often. And when you do, it's always like jokingly or it's always like it being proud of something or some sort of sexual experience you had. Instead of talking honesty of like, I'm not really down with that. Talking with your significant other and saying, like, that's, I don't know, I don't think that's cool. Or I really like this. What do you think? Like, being able to openly talk about it rather than just, like, awkwardly get into a bed and just see where it goes without speaking. You know, like, that whole entire mentality is just, like, it's a broken mentality. We we try to think and plan for everything else in our lives. But when it comes to sex and the experience of sex, we're not really talking or thinking about that. And that I feel like that's something that's really important to be talking honestly with that. Not just within your casual partner, but to be talking about it in a society talking about honestly what sex is and how you look at pornography and say, I think that's wrong and not be afraid to say that. Like yeah. even for myself to be able to look at something and say like, I don't think that's right. And I you should be something scared else. to say something to your significant other. I right. mean, it's a relationship. You should have a friendship. You should have, this is a partner you're thinking about unless you like really came into this shit as a casual thing where it was like, yo, I met her on Tinder and I'm just trying to get a BJ. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like if that's, if that's a, I mean, technically your solution is you're not in a solution, bro. Yeah. Like, you're out there running and gunning. You're going to get exactly what you paid for. Yep. Which is sex, instant gratification, pleasure, and a fix. Right. But right. it's not going to fix anything internally. Yep. And I... And I yeah, I think you're right. When I think about that, I just think about, like, be honest. Are you... And I think when you're talking about honesty, I think, be honest. Are you going out there looking for a relationship... Or looking for a fix. Yeah. Because there is a fucking difference, man. There's a difference between love and sex. And I am not a guru and I am not a psychologist in this. But I feel like love is emotion, meaning truth, and to give. Yeah. Love. And you could have that with anyone. Yeah, right. Right? Sex is pleasure and instant gratification and a fix. Does that mean it doesn't tie into love? No, it does. That's when a choice. Give, yeah, right. When you give, you give yourself to this person, mm-hmm. and then you give them that. Right. So, and so, like that, that leads right into like having make sure that your sex that you're having is comfortable. Don't be afraid to say to somebody or some there's there's somebody that I'm not down with this. Yeah. Don't allow the pressures of the world to be able to say no. This is what you need to do. Don't let, especially don't let the porn industry ran by men tell you that this is what sex is supposed to be about. Dude, some of those porn stars are not even doing what they want to do. No, exactly. I don't and think I don't think they really want two dudes in the same. You know. Right. I'm and just saying, like, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's probably because I don't mix pain with pleasure. Sure. You know, maybe other people are like, no, that's exactly what I, I'm not saying what the hell is right or wrong, but I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't yeah. want that, that going down. That's like, for me, that sounds almost like abuse. <laughs> you know, but that's me. And sometimes it gets to that place. So make sure that the sex that you're having, you're comfortable having it. Make sure that you're telling the person exactly what it is that you're into and what you're not into. And don't be afraid to do that. Because if that person is upset that you're not giving them what they want, then maybe you shouldn't be having sex with that person. It's simple as that. 
Uh, but sex is, honestly, if you ask me, sex is tied in, should be tied in with love. And so your ideas of sacrifice and all that stuff, I believe that, yeah, that's a sacrifice. I'm sorry. What do you want? Yeah, you're not going to get that. And that's the sacrifice you're going to have to take even when it comes to love because you love the person. You'll say, all right, I'll take that hit. Dude, and, and when you talk about honesty, I want to talk about something honestly. Like, where you are, you, you, don't, you don't fucking understand. Like, I'm a father. Like, we got to understand that we're setting the standard. Right, for the next generation, right? For the next generation. Like, the same shit you tell your wife to do, they're going to be telling your daughter to do. That's right. And, like, I know no one wants to hear that shit. That shit sounds sick. Yeah. But that's the fucking truth. Yeah, your kids are not special. They're raised in the same world that you raised them. Yeah, so I got nieces. I got, I got that, like, are going to live live to this standard that these people are putting. And, and if I could fucking change it in some kind of way where people understand the difference between love and sex and don't try to mix it up. And sex isn't what it is on pornos. You know, it's just, it, it is what, like, what, what did you say? There was a little thing you said, like, the sex you're having is what you're... Yeah, the only sex that you have is the sex you're having. Yeah, so it's like... So it's a, it's a version of live in the moment, basically. Yeah, it's like, dude, just what do you like? Yeah. And if that's what you like, and then if your significant other like it, communicate it. And, but, yeah, yeah and man, I think we got to talk about this topic a lot more. And I think that's important that you bring that up, is that our next, our next generation, we, we raised that generation. And I didn't, my parents did not talk to me about pornography. Yeah, I'm sure it, it was awkward for them to have to even bring it up if they did. And so, or assume that I wasn't watching it ever. So for us to assume that, oh, my kids ain't watching it or anything like that, that's irresponsible for you to assume that. And then double irresponsible for you not to talk about it with your kids and to, to explain to them what we're talking about right now, that it could be damaging, extremely damaging. And um, maybe not damaging now, but damaging in the future in, in the specific types of ways. And so it's important to make sure that we understand the... Um, that we got to be comfortable in the sex um, that we're having as well. Um, another thing for people that are in relationships, like you just said right now, the only sex that you ha- that you um, the only sex that exists is the sex that you're having. That's important to understand that. And it's important to know that when you are in that that mode in that situation, you're having sex with somebody that that's the only thing that matters. It's not about all the experiences you've had before. It's not about the porn that you've watched or anything like that. The only thing that matters is that the sex that you're having right there. And then that's a very specific type of intimate moment that you're having with somebody else, whether you're casually having sex or with somebody that you love, that's an intimate moment that you're having. So to those people that are in relationships, when you're having sex with somebody, make sure you realize that this is what I got and to appreciate what you got and to love what you have. Because when you start doing that, in the same that we, t- we talk about everything else in our lives, I love the meal that I'm having right now. It's the best meal I've ever had. Then you're going to have a really great meal. Yeah. And you got to do that with the sex that yeah, you're having living as well. In the, uh, you're definitely talking living in the moment. Like, mm-hmm. if you're just always going to think about, damn, like, homegirl was better, or dude, she did this yep. or that, you're never going to enjoy this. Yeah. And, like, if there's anything I can recommend that I... I practice myself or any other people that want to take their relationship to the next level and the feelings to the next level is detached, detached from porno for like 30, 30 days, you know, or uh, any time you put and, uh, and give your devoted, like your, all your, your whole attention to your significant other and you will see there'll be a change. Right. And then this is not uh, talking from like some book I read, this is talking from baptizing in the fire, like I said. Yeah. In the experience. Yeah. It was it, it, it was the thing that really helped me out. So if you're out there, try it, man. Detach from the porno. Detach from the mags. Detach from the 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 social media. Instagrams and yeah, stuff that, like that. Because man, social media. Yeah. Woo. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, 
These women want attention, and I don't care what they say. Yeah. No, I'll go out. Well, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to be me. It's like, girl, that's attention. Yeah, right. And that's yeah. a you that was trained to be that yeah. way. You, no, no baby, no, no child is born and saying like, oh yeah, so this is what I want to do. Like, it's up. like when the camera's constantly just at her like breast area and like a little bit of her face. Yeah. It's like, come on. I yeah, mean, right. Could have gave us another angle. Yeah, right. <laughs> Exactly. So uh, a lot of that, when you talk about um, being able to stay away from that, self-control. Practice self-control as much as you can. Like anything else, sex is not just lives in its own little category, sex, drugs, and rock and roll kind of thing. No, no, no. Sex is a part of you. Sex is a part of life. It just is a natural thing. It happens. Alcohol is not natural. Vegas is not natural. None of these things are natural. So sex does not belong in those same exact categories of like, oh, sorry, it just exists over there and the we don't talk about it place or the away from my family thing. No, sex is a part of you and your life and how you do it. So practice self-control so look at it and say i have to practice self-control in the same way i can't yell at my kids and scream at them in the middle of a a store same way that i can't just beat somebody up because i don't like them practice self-control i cannot follow that instagram account i cannot watch porn i cannot go do this i cannot do that i cannot talk to that that co-worker at work that i'm so attracted to i could tell she's hitting on me even though i'm in a relationship self-control stay awake be able to know where the places are for the so for the so you can have a very fluid sexual relationship with your partner. And this is obviously you're talking about people that are that you're in relationships already. And um, and the last thing that I have here is um, to learn. Always be willing to learn more and more about yourself, who you are. I'm not talking about sexual experience, just have sex with all kinds of people so you can figure it out. Figure out who you are as an individual, what you think, what you think about yourself, what you think about the your gender, the opposite gender, what you think about sex, what you think about sex in the world. Just learn as much as you can. I love that learn, man. No self-love. So when love comes, it's not a stranger. Right. Straight up. And when you know love, you won't be looking for love in all the wrong places because you'll know exactly where to find it. Yeah. And I don't know where that is for you. I know it is where it is for me today. Yeah. But, and notice self, have self-respect. Yeah, right. Like know when, when, when no is no. And like when you're like, you know what, maybe this isn't going to work. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that end up staying in relationships that, and maybe she looks like Pamela Anderson. Mm-hmm. And you wanted a Pamela Anderson all your life, but guess what? She doesn't have all the other shit. Yeah. And then because you want this one version, you're actually missing out on all the other stuff. Yeah. You probably have the sex, the pleasure, the instant gratification and the fix. But do you have the emotions the meanings the truth and this person give without expecting do you give to this person without expecting yeah and and that's just for me just what I think it's gotta be it's gotta be the mixture of both yeah I mean if you want the casual go get the fix but just don't try to mix it and say it's love yeah there's a lot of people out there that are gonna be looking for that person you know and they're going through life and they're going to be looking for that person, but they're casually having sex through the whole entire process. When you finally find that person, whether you think so or not, you created expectations for them. And so for the person out there that's not in a relationship, there is something that is reckless about just casually having sex with people. Just understand that. I mean, obviously, we can't do anything about stopping that or thinking that we're right in that. But you are taking pieces of experience and what you do and what you don't do into the next relationship until eventually you find that one person and then you're setting up an expectation list for that person and if they can't if they can't you know line up with your expectations 
then you'll have a certain type of disappointment within yourself. And the only, you're the only person to blame for that. Cause you're the only person who actually guided your life that direction. Wow. <clears throat> so anyways, uh, out of everything that we said, if anything, make sure you're honest and you talk about sex pretty freely. Uh, this is the first time you and I have openly talked about like these specific kind of like, uh, corners of the idea of sex and everything and the situations and all that. Um, so thank you for sharing this moment to be able to just freely talk about this. And uh, anybody listening on the other side, uh, just remember, uh, here on Exposed Network, we're always talking honesty, asking why. we got to know why we do what we do as a society. It's the only way we'll be able to change anything that gets causing trauma in everybody's life in this society. So if you want to have extreme ownership of your world of your world and your life, then um, you're going to have to ask why, and you're going to have to be honest about what your answers that are going to come up. So um, follow us. At Expose Network, X-P-O-S-E underscore network on Instagram. If you have a business or anything that you'd like to promote, throw that up on there on our Exposed Network. Um, and um, Hit us uh, up on a DM, man, and I'll put you up on the page, and uh, you'll be a part of the community. And uh, there's no catch. It's just every Monday on your story, you just tell all your people to follow the page, and you, sh- you share the wealth. We call it the table, and mm-hmm. there's, enough, there's more than enough to go around. The richest man in the room is the one who has enough to give give away. Mm-hmm. And it's really like doesn't cost you a dime, man. And it doesn't cost you anything. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just support, man. Support. And support's not a word. It's an action. Right. Support so, those who support you. Right. So make sure you go over there and follow our page if you're not already. And make sure you subscribe to our podcast, this podcast that you're listening to right now. So whether it be on Apple um, Podcasts or it be on CastBox, make sure you give us a subscribe so people would know that this is a decent podcast to listen to. And tell more people about it so they can follow us and listen to our so wise words or really dumb words, depending on how you see it. And <laughs> and uh, yeah, just spread the word. Migs, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. You know it. And until next week, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank <laughs> you.